Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $24.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. Cancel the cable, cut costs, and get more. Call now, 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. You know our show. It's where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Today's show is going to be extra special because of our guest. Who's our guest today? Yeah, Hall of Famer Rick Berry, one of uh, my personal friends from the old days. We worked together briefly, uh, well, about, about five years, actually, at KMBR All Sports Radio in San Francisco. Rick has had a, worn a number of hats since he's been into basketball, but he's kept his association with the sport. And we're going to talk about the current NBA of today, and also some of the great moments of his career, too. It'll well, be we, fun. You know, we had Al Laddles on before, and he doesn't like to make comparison, but we're going to ask Rick when he comes on yeah. the next segment whether he likes to make comparisons Okay, or not. sounds good. Okay, at each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. Uh, we're going to be giving away a vacation to the uh, first email with the correct answer, and the vacations are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Lighthouse Resort and Marina, located about one hour northeast of San Francisco. And uh, today's trivia theme is just miscellaneous uh, trivia. Sounds good to me. All right. Uh, anything else you want to cover before we? Uh, no, head just out to the get break? ready. Get excited about getting a chance to talk some hoops with Rick. <laughs> okay, and then maybe we'll get on to a little Giants. There you go. And uh, uh, the, the Cubs are still uh, yeah, Cubs exciting. Are playing, Cubs are playing some great baseball. In fact, the Giants are what they won the last. 12 they've won. Out of th- they've won thirteen, 13 out of fourteen yeah, as we speak, yeah. and that could change. Of course, they're hitting the road. And uh, the cow, I think it'll be the Cavs and uh, probably, OKC. Uh, probably Cavs and OKC, but you never know. Yeah, don't so count again, the Warriors again, out. When we get when we get Rick on in yeah. uh, in just about another minute here, we're gonna we're gonna ask him about that. Um, and any any injuries uh, updates no, on anybody? Nothing. No, nothing. Okay, we can get into that later. Let's, All right, let's, so let's move. Okay, this. This segment of Sports Econ 101, sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding over 8% secured by real estate. It doesn't get any more conservative than that. you got to check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. I've got them in my IRA, still producing over 8% on a monthly basis. What is that, about 0.67% per month? Better, better in one month than you can get in a year in a bank. Now you got me. Very good. All right, you're listening to Sports Econ 101. Stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to have Rick Berry on. How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio 
in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best-kept secrets in investing. At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like, because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this. So call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at pacificmoneyfund.com. Whitewater rafting is the ultimate team sport, and since 1972, Motherlode River Center has been running river trips from mild to wild on the American River, California's most popular whitewater rafting destination. Motherlode's passion has always been in sharing the beauty, adventure, and cooperative spirit of safely navigating California's rivers. Over 44 years, Motherlode has taken over 280,000 happy guests downriver while maintaining the industry's best safety record. Nestled in the foothills between San Francisco and Tahoe, the Mother Lode River Center is California's original white water resort spanning a half a mile of riverfront, with camping options from pitching your own tent to luxury house rentals. The only rafting resort in California with on-site ropes course, Mother Lode River Center is ideal for corporate retreats, birthday parties, school field trips, or family getaways. So come take advantage of the best river flow in five years this season at Mother Lode River Center. Book your trip today by calling 530-626-4187. See you on the river. Are you wasting hundreds of dollars each year on contact lenses? Would you like to be able to see clearly again without reading glasses? Make the smart choice with IQ Laser Vision. Offering locations throughout California, Dr. Robert Lin and his staff at IQ Laser Vision have performed over 40,000 LASIK procedures. LASIK is also as affordable as your daily cup of coffee at less than $2 per day. See for yourself at IQLaserVision.com. That's IQLaserVision.com. IQ Imagine your child cannot hear or speak. What do you do? Where do you go? Weingarten Children's Center provides innovative and effective services to children with hearing and communication difficulties. Support our programs by attending Tee Off for Kids, our benefit golf tournament, on Monday, June 6th. Hosted at an exclusive club in San Mateo with lunch, golf, cocktails, and dinner included. Amazing prizes like a new Porsche, Pebble Beach giveaway, and more. Buy tickets or support today at listenspeaklearn.org. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Bruce, who's on the phone? Well, we got Rick Barry on the phone, and Rick, of course, uh, played in the NBA for many years, played in the ABA as well, uh, but really had his great moment uh, in sports with the Golden State Warriors in 1974-75 when a team that uh, of uh, people that I don't, don't think many had heard of, uh, guys like Charles Dudley and Clifford Ray and... Uh, you know, uh, there were Bill Bridges was on that team, and, and they won the NBA title. They swept the favored Washington Bullets. And, Rick, i got to ask you right off the top, I mean, that, that was 40, 41 years ago, but I would think that was – I was lucky enough. I was just a kid out of college covering that team for a little newspaper, and it still remains embedded in my mind as one of the great moments in Bay Area sports history because of the fact that you guys weren't supposed to do this. Uh, as, as the season wore on and you got further along into the campaign and then into the playoffs, did you kind of sense that something special was going on here? Well, I, 
I knew that uh, that the team was going to be better than what people thought at the beginning. I knew there was something special when we got over and went to training camp. It was just it was a great group of guys who all seemed to be on the same page, uh, all committed to trying to be as good as we could be, playing unselfishly. And as the season went on, I, I knew that we were going to uh, certainly surprise some people. Did I think we were going to win the championship? Obviously not. Uh, but that's why you have to play the games. You just never know what's going to happen. But it was a great group of guys. And as it turned out, I, I still think to this day, it's still the greatest upset in the history of the NBA. There's never been a team that was not supposed to be a playoff team that not only makes the playoffs, wins their division, then they're supposed to get beaten by Chicago and we're supposed to get swept in the finals and we sweep the team that's supposed to sweep us. So it doesn't get more dramatic than that. That's really, it's really something. And as we speak, uh, the current Warriors coming off the second championship was a 40-year drought in between titles and they were supposed to win it this year. And as we speak, now they could be uh, they could, well, they're still alive as we speak. They could be eliminated tonight. They could move on and 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 keep this series going. Uh, what's your feeling about this current team? Because I'm, I know you're watching them from afar, but you're, I'm sure you're still a fan of the Warriors. Uh, do you think they can come back and win this thing against an Oklahoma City team right now that's doing everything right? Well, it's going to be very difficult for them. Um, they went through the entire season and had a record-setting season and never had a down period, and they never lost back-to-back games. And unfortunately, right now, they've played four very poor basketball games, two bad games at home and two atrocious games on the road. And so they've never been in a situation like this before where they have played so poorly. So whether or not they're able to recoup remains to be seen, and obviously it has to start with seeing what they can do in the ball game tonight. If they can play their brand of basketball, which they have not done very well so far, and do it for an extended period of time and get a good convincing victory playing their style of basketball, then I think they might have a chance, but it's still going to be extremely difficult to have to go back to Oklahoma City and to have to beat them back there, especially after two two just horrible performances they had. So, Rick, what what goes on where a team doesn't play their brand of basketball that's been uh, winning for them during the season? Well, I think in this case it's been a little bit of a lack of focus. Um, Just being careless with the basketball, Mm -hmm. turnovers, too many fast shots, not passing and moving the ball like they did, and then it's compounded by having a couple of your star players, Steph and and Draymond, um, you know, not playing all that well, especially in the two games back there in Oklahoma City. Both of them shot exceptionally poorly, uh, had numerous turnovers. And they just played right into the hands of Oklahoma City, who has a lot of people playing exceptionally well, and their two star players are playing very well, especially Westbrook. So uh, that just makes it even more difficult. And you can talk about injuries, and certainly Steph Curry, most observers have, have noticed him not at full strength. Draymond Green is, is banged up. Andrew Bogut is hurting. But that's just the part of the NBA that you've got to fight your way through. And I know that when you guys won in, in 74-75, you didn't have any major injuries, but I think at that kind of time of the year, you have to kind of suck it up and, and take it to a different level. Well, don't look, you, Rick? Look, look at uh, Steven Adams. I mean, yeah. he, he should be playing with a helmet on, you know? <laughs> yeah, getting kicked in the groin twice. Yeah. But, I mean, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, I guess, you, you have to kind of uh, find that extra reserve, don't you, Rick? Which is not easy to do when you play an 82-game regular season and then you have God knows how many playoff games. Well, you know, I, I hear that talk a lot from a lot of different people. I'm not a big believer in that. Uh, I, I don't think that's the, fa- that's the factor at all. The factor is is that for some reason the NBA allows the playoffs to become overly physical. And I think that's a draining factor for you. And if you haven't experienced it before... Uh, it could be a major factor, but for the Warriors' case, they've been through it. They know what it's like. Uh, 
and I just think that it's a matter of mental focus. You just can't lose your focus. You can't stop doing what you did to get to the point that you are at this point of the season. And the Warriors have lost that for whatever reason. I don't know why, but to see it being, you know, happening on such a large scale is, is perplexing to me, to be honest with yeah. you. Well, especially since they won, they won last year. And you, you, it's interesting because you were mentioning about how your team in 74-75 uh, had the same, basically the same type of temperament of unselfish basketball. Yeah, you all played well as a team. And that's kind of what's been carried over to this team. But yet, for some reason, they go to Oklahoma and... Well, actually, it really did start at the home game, the first game they lost. Yeah, I just think, Rick, I don't know what, you know, you're a much more of a, a, a close observer of the game than I am because you played it, you understand it a lot more, but it just seems to me that they're playing an Oklahoma City team right now that's peaking at the right time. I mean, they're young, they're fresh, they're strong, they're hungry, they're playing with a lot of energy and a lot of aggressiveness, and sometimes when you run into teams like that, you can be, you know, playing an average game and you're going to get run over, and I'm sure, it, it, you know, you guys did the same thing to Washington. They came into that series in the championships in 75 – the prohibitive favorite, you want a, cu- a close game back there, and then uh, you know you want a couple of close games, but you you got them. It seemed like you got them out of their game. Now, tell me if I'm wrong, and that's kind of what Oklahoma City's done to the Warriors this year. Yeah, well, they've taken advantage of the Warriors' struggles, and uh, Warriors were lucky to win even win game number two. Yeah. They only played about 15 mm-hmm. minutes of good basketball, just that Oklahoma City had a really poor game in that one, and the Warriors didn't play as poorly in the remaining part of the game, as they did in game number one. They almost squeaked out another victory. Uh, but then in Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City, they didn't do anything. I mean, they didn't even come close to playing 15 minutes of good basketball on both ends of the court. If it weren't for Clay getting incredibly hot in the third quarter, uh, that game would have been even more embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you remember most about um – you know, you talk about that team of 74-75, and, and again, we who have been around here in the Bay Area for a long time draw comparisons with the current team, not so much because of the style of play, um, but, you know, everybody's different. But the temperament, uh, the all-for-one, one-for-all attitude, attitude that Al Adels, that your coach embodied, and Steve Kerr seems to be sort of almost a, the same kind of uh, philosophy, doesn't he, than, as Al Adels? Yeah, he does, and he's willing to play a lot of people as well. So there's a similarity between this championship team of last year and what they've done this year in our team is pretty remarkable. Uh, I actually wrote a column about it when I was writing for the Examiner last year. And there are a great deal of similarities between the two. But, you know, there's there's things going on here that I don't understand is that why guys want to try to do things differently than what they yeah. get the success that they had. It happened to us when we try to repeat. It happened to us in the final game, Game 7 of the Western Conference. The, net, the uh, following year, when you had a better record, actually. We, yeah. we went away from playing the kind of basketball that we normally play. We blew a game um, down in Phoenix that we should have won in Game 6 to go to the finals again. And we came home, and we didn't play Warriors basketball. Uh, and it cost us, and we wound up losing a close game and missing out on an opportunity to become defending champions. So, and that really eats at my crawl because... I think we would have beaten Boston without any question in my mind. They just didn't match up really well against us. And I think we could have beat them. And Phoenix probably could have, too, except they got hosed in that triple overtime game with Richie Powers. I just actually did a NBA TV. Richie Powers chose to ignore the timeout request from Paul Silas, which would have been a technical foul. And then Paul Westfall made that. They would have won that. It's just crazy what goes on in the world of basketball. Rick Barry's still upset about it after 40 years. After 40 and I, don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you, man. <laughs> All right, hold on. Hold on, Rick. we got to go to our first commercial break here. Uh, and we're going to ask this question, and if you know the answer, don't say anything yet because we'll, we'll let you answer when we come back from break. 
All right. We'll start off with a basketball question here. Who is the only player from the losing team to win the MVP award in the NBA Finals? Ooh, good All right. Question. The yeah. uh, first email with the correct answer will win a free three day, two night stay at that lighthouse resort. Email edward at sportsecon101.com the answer to this question. Who is the only player from the losing team to win the NBA, uh, excuse me, M- MVP award in the NBA Finals? All right. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101 with Edward Brown and Bruce McGowan and our guest, Rick Berry from the 74-75 Golden State Warriors. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall and Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall and Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall and Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall and Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit, but you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. 
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. We cut to the first commercial break. We asked this trivia question. Who is the only player from the losing team to win the MVP award in the NBA Finals? And our guest on the phone is Rick Barry. And, Rick, you know the answer. Yeah, it was, it was Jerry West. I, I would have to say that I think it's ridiculous that you give the MVP award to somebody who was on the team that lost, but it was Jerry. It was Jerry, 1969. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, they lost right. to the uh, the Celtics. That was Bill Russell's last uh, championship, as a matter of fact. Bill retired oh, was after that. The, yeah, okay. yeah. All he right. was a player coach on that team. And, and we're talking to Rick Barry, NBA Hall of Famer. I want to uh, talk about the here and the now also, but I, I just remember how much fun it must have been for you, Rick, to play in the old ABA, which lasted about 10 years and had the red, white, and blue basketball and started the three-point yeah. line, and Dr. J was in that league. And there were some really good really good players in that league. Um, John Brisker, I remember the, the muscular forward with the Pittsburgh Condors who disappeared in Africa. They never found the guy. I mean, there were, there were some great players from the Utah team. Uh, what was that like playing in the ABA, jumping from the established league to this new upstart league in the late 1960s? Uh, it was no bargain, I can tell you that. Sometimes you play, there are more people sitting on the benches and at the scorer's table than were at the stands. It was an up-tempo kind of game. It was more of a guard-oriented outside game. Didn't have a lot of great big men initially. Eventually, they got some good ones like Arden Gilmore and players like that. And uh, but yeah, no, it was it was it was crazy. It was a crazy league, and I had to do it over again. Um, and I could be in the same position I'm in now and have everything I have going on in my life. I, without question, would uh, would have not gone over to the ABA and would have stayed in the NBA. Was it just a matter of, of money and opportunity? Because I know the Warriors, you had played for the Warriors for a couple of years and you had two great years and, and maybe Franklin Muley couldn't give you, you know, what the ABA was offering or what was it that, that uh, gave you the incentive to jump across to the Oakland Oaks of the ABA? And nothing, nothing, nothing to do with money. I could have gotten more money or just as much money with the Warriors. It was that we, won the cha- we almost won the championship in 67. I was uh, MVP at the All-Star game that year, led the league in scoring. Uh, we came within two plays of beating one of the great teams in the history of the league, the 76ers, so with Chamberlain and Cunningham and Larry Costello and Luke Jackson. And uh, and I didn't have a lot of fun. Uh, it was not fun for me. Uh, and God rest his soul, I liked him as a person, but Bill Charman was not an easy guy to play with for me because he just made it like a, like a job. And mm. basketball has never been a job for me. It always been fun. No days off. Uh, getting up early, I, it, it just it was very difficult, uh, and, and wasn't the fun that I normally had playing the game. And I had a chance to possibly go over and play for my then uh, father-in-law, who was my former college coach, and it had nothing to do with money. Mm. So, just a comfort well, zone situation. I just wanted to yeah. have fun. I just wanted yeah. to have fun playing basketball. Well, and, and you were a young guy, you know. You were just getting into your your career. You'd had a great start to your career, and I, you know, I can't say I blame you. I know you were kind of vilified for it, but it. It kind of legitimized the. It helped to legitimize yeah. the ABA, and it, in an actuality, I think it made the ABA stronger down the road because when the ABA uh, did merge with the NBA, they bought brought three of their best teams and, and all the top players, and it made the ABA, NBA stronger than ever. So maybe well, it, was, it was great to give an opportunity for so many players to get a chance to actually play and earn a living, and other people working in different uh, fields of endeavor as far as with publicists and office personnel and what have you. So it was great for the game of basketball to, to have that and have the competition going on. And it certainly changed the whole dynamic of the game. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, nobody ever, you know, they hardly ever talk about everything. They keep talking about what Spencer Haywood did and, and in baseball with Kurt Flood. I was Kurt Flood before Kurt Flood. I challenged the NBA's contract. 
Huh. The NBA's contract was a was a reserve clause, just like baseball. And I went in there, and they took the position that it was a reserve, that it was an option clause, and it changed everything. It gave players the opportunity to basically play out their option and go someplace else and not be locked into one team. So it was a dramatic change in the history of the basketball but yet nobody ever talks about that the the, uh, aba wasn't exactly like the uh, usfl you know how they kind of had that own own league and then kind of merged in you know it's just it's it's more almost like the old baseball it reminds me in some respects of the old afl which you know challenged the nfl and and again made that made the other league better i gotta ask you what are you up to these days rick because i've known I've known you for some time, and I know you, you've, been, you've worn a lot of hats. You've done a lot of different things. Uh, you've gotten into broadcasting. You were a talk show host at the station. I worked at for a long time doing uh, sports talk radio. And Are you, are you doing any uh, radio at all, or are you, are you strictly out of the media and it's strictly in the private business now? No, I'm doing a lot of different things in the business world. Uh, you know, I still try to work and do things because they forgot those three zeros on my contract. Was, <laughs> I was about $15 million. <laughs> uh, so I still have to Thing and a lot of people do. They got to drink. Hydrus perform. Hydrus performance. H y d r u s performance. dot com. You can read about it, mm. learn about it, see all the testing that's been done. It's a concentrate. They have a little package you can travel with. Air it open, pour it into a half liter bottle, and you're ready to go. And they have other bottles that are concentrate to put it in larger size containers. But it's a great product. And uh, twenty four in the promo code, people can get a, uh, a discount on anything that they purchase. Uh, they've got flavors, and it has no sugar in it. It's absolutely a fantastic huh. product. So hmm. those are just a couple of the things that uh, that I'm doing and working on, and I'm trying to help my son, Scooter, who has amazing technology with this company, Vibrato, that has a product that's called Solid Shot. It's a shooting sleeve that's the greatest teaching tool I've ever seen in my life with sophisticated sensors. Uh, some college teams and pro teams are already using it. It's going to hopefully eventually, once they raise uh, the money that they're going after now, put it into the commercial end so that people can buy it. You know, the kid goes to camp and spends four or five hundred dollars at the camp for five days. He comes home and he forgets everything. This way, he's got a sleeve for a lot less than that when they get it down to the, to the right price that they can have and use that to help teach them how to shoot the basketball, which is a which is something that most kids need to learn how to do. But it's an amazing product again called Solid Shot, and oh. uh, hopefully that'll be out in the commercial market soon. So I'm doing a, a lot of different things, and then I try to you know make enough money to subsidize my fishing habit because that's what I really enjoy doing. <laughs> If you like some bass fishing, that uh, that lighthouse resort uh, where you where you you answered the question correctly, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll make sure that uh, you can uh, stay over there and you can do some bass fishing. I was going to say, Rick, you, oh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all up anytime I get a chance to go fishing and I have to pay a fortune for it. It's like 
and my wife loved it when I could put trips together and have people go with me and all, but it's otherwise it can get expensive doing the fishing, but I actually love it. And, uh, it's, it's hard for me to believe that that would be my new passion in life, but fly fishing is a lot different than regular fishing. Yeah, you're always sure. active, you're doing something, it's skill, and it's been pretty interesting that the better I've gotten, the more fish I hook into. Because when I go to Alaska, up to uh, Rainbow River Lodge or at Sister Lodge, uh, Iliamba River Lodge, I, uh, I, I hook a hundred or more fish on a regular wow. day. Wow. I, I got I to learn how to do the fly fishing because you don't get stinky with the bait, right? Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, no, you don't have any bait at all, yeah. obviously. You just fly, 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 fly. It's an amazing sport and just a whole lot of fun. And you're out in you know, God's country, middle of nowhere, and you see all the animals, and I'm fishing. I got bears walking 15 feet from me sometimes. It's, it's insane. And they're saying, "Hey, Rick, I like your your, your jump shot. You're okay in my book. I'm not going to take like, a piece." Exactly. <laughs> if, anybody, if anybody wants to check out my fishing stuff, I go to Mexico with a buddy of mine too. I do some stuff down there. But huh. go to rickberry24.com. Rickberry24.com. Oh, that'd be fun. Hey, you guys, I didn't realize that you have your own website. That is yeah. cool. Hey, you know, I was going to ask you really quickly about the the hydration because my wife had told me that she used to do figure competition and all this stuff, and uh, and she basically says that once you get thirsty, it's already too late. You got to be drinking That's right. right before. Okay. Yeah. All right, so she's not lying to me. You should you be drinking on a regular basis, and then if people go up in altitude like where I live in Colorado, it's it's not good. Yeah, that's interesting. You bring up that the the, the hydration thing as you were doing it. Edward's always got a, a yeah, gla- he's always got a bottle of water here, and he's drinking away. And I'm going, oh yeah, now I now I get it. It's here. always kind of tough because sometimes I have yeah. to take a break to go to the bathroom. You know, in between the sets, <laughs> you're you drinking know? so much water. Oh my goodness. So hey, um, let's let's. Talk about one more thing, and then when we come back, if you have any time, Rick, I want I do want to talk to you about. Um, you know, we've had Al on the show a few times, and every once in a while, Bruce will ask him about. You know, uh, I guess it was the final game, the final it? game of the yeah. championship. Just how he, you were a marked he, he, man. He got kicked out by Richie Powers. Yeah, yeah, because the whole idea was, you know, hey, Rick's Rick's a marked man. Yeah. You got to protect. Now we got to tell that story. Rick can tell the story yeah, from his about, perspective. Yeah, that would be really, really yeah. cool. Um, so we got about thirty seconds before we have to go to our commercial uh, trivia question. Was there anything you wanted to? Well, I was just going to say. Rick, uh, you know, you've seen a lot of teams come from behind, down three games to one. Uh, there haven't been, I mean, there there have been nine teams that have done it, so it's not a lot of teams. But, I mean, wh- what does it take to come back from that kind of a deficit if you've played as badly as the current Warriors have against OKC? Oh, obviously, I think it's only nine teams that have done it. It's like 268 or 80 yeah. teams. It's a very, very small percentage have been able to do it. So it basically just takes going out, in this case for the Warriors, going out and going back to playing their brand of basketball for extended periods time and on both ends of the court when i say warriors basketball i'm talking about having the offense working along with the defense working simultaneously if they do that or even in this situation if they get i say 36 minutes i mean in this case i think if they did it for 30 minutes they could wind up winning easily mm. but they haven't even come close to doing that so yeah. that, that's what it's going to take and it's going to take them doing that three consecutive games because this Oklahoma City team is playing exceptionally well. So they are. Hey, Rick, Rick, stay with us. That's task. Stay with us. Okay. Here's our next commercial break trivia question. To date, and I, I hope this is an, I hope this one's accurate. To date, who is the only Major League Baseball player to win both the Rookie of the Year and Cy Young Award in the same year? Ah, I know that one. You know that one? Yeah, and I think Rick, I think Rick knows, Rick knows the guy who, who did it. Uh, okay, well, yeah, hold yeah. on, but stay with us. You're listening yeah. to Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back.
Yosemite Gold Country Lodge has been called by guests a hidden gem, a beautiful place, and a great place with down-home country charm. A stay at Yosemite Gold Country Lodge means that you'll be in the historical gold district close to Yosemite. In addition to complimentary Wi-Fi, each room is equipped with a fireplace, and you could take advantage of the spa tub and a complimentary continental breakfast. Call 209-878-3400 or go to YGCLodge.com. Pedro Fernandez here. You might know me as the host of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but this time I'm here to talk about that four-letter word everybody dreads, pain. If you have back pain or knee pain like I do, hey, you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. I'm talking about if Medicare is your primary medical insurance, and guess what? You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. Anything to help me with the pain, hey, makes it more manageable, gets my attention, folks. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for your back, ankle, knee, or shoulder, guess what? Give the Health Alert Hotline a call toll-free, 1-800-428-1570, 1-800-428-1570. You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge, 1-800-428-1570, the Health Alert Hotline, 1-800-428-1570. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. When we cut to the last trivia question, we here was here was the last trivia question. How many times did it take Joe DiMaggio to get elected into the Hall of Fame? Well, I would say I would have thought he would have been elected unanimously the first time, but obviously if you ask that question, that didn't happen. So I'm going to say twice. Zero. He's not in the Hall of Fame. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I saw no, the eyebrows. I, I know he's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yes. It took his, in his third uh, really? 1955, his third year of really? eligibility. That's amazing. John, I, I mean, you look at the numbers. Now, he yeah. only played for 12 years because the, yeah, the war was, took three years away. But his numbers 12 years were, is, is enough. Yeah, I think sense. he had 379. He batted 335. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, it's not like it's not like Gail Sayers who played, what, six years or no. something? I think, you know? I think Joe DiMaggio in his life struck out like 127 times, and that's in like 13 years. He struck out an average of about 12 times a year. One that's year, amazing. I think he struck out like eight times. 
Can you imagine that? That means you're putting the ball in play, giving yourself a chance. Yeah. I wonder Almost how much time. the, uh, you know, like Ted Williams also had a good eye. Oh, God. And I, and I think yeah. I think sometimes the umpires just, at some point, they just know that a guy's yeah. got a good eye. And so it's like if it's close, they'll go, no, he would have swung at it <laughs> if it was a strike. I, I think, I hate to say it, there is a double standard. It's, it's normal. And it, it's not that they're trying to give the great players an extra edge because they don't need it, but they know also that the great players, the great hitters, have a good eye and are not going to be fooled most of the time. <laughs> not, not all the time. But most of the time, I mean, you think about it, p- pitching yeah. is or hitting is set. Even the best hitters, 70 percent of the time fail yeah. seven times out of 10. So, so, you know. so DiMaggio started in 36, 36. And, you and, know, I, and that's that's also what's so surprising about this is, you know, uh, Willie Mays hadn't played yet. So, no. again, a lot of times I think they do make comparisons. Oh, sure. So, right. So, you know, it, it theor- theoretically, it should be harder to get in the Hall of Fame now than it was back then. Oh, yeah. Less players. Well, I, you know, I'm so surprised. Again, I'm surprised. And again, maybe the standards were higher then. I don't know. Maybe there was resentment because Joe only played 13 years. But, I mean, he was an all-star like 11 times. Yeah, 13. I mean, that that's still 13 a long time. Well, he would, it would have been six. Not, like I said, it would have been, no, been 16. I know. But, I mean, it's not like. Yeah. And I mean, he, he guys could, played 20 years. Well, he yeah. could have played another four or five. But he yeah. just was tired of playing. He had other business interests. And he, had, he was 36. And he, you know, he was. I mean, they won the championship how many times? Yeah. All those great teams. Also, he probably wanted to uh, end up on top, which is really hard to do, but it's really smart. Well, he and in '51 they did. They won the, his last time was Willie Mays' rookie year. Uh, they played against each other, the Yankees and Giants, and the Yankees won it that year. And it, interestingly enough, the next year Joe met the year after he got out of baseball, he met Marilyn Monroe, and well, they that, were. I'll t- take your mind off baseball. They, uh, <laughs> they, they were together only ten years, but Joe put a red rose on her crypt once a week or had somebody do it for him if he couldn't do it himself every year from 1962 when she died until 1987 25 years that's we're, true we're, love. But they were divorced though they were they were divorced yeah. very early joe wanted her, her to lead a kind of a quiet unassuming life and that wasn't for Marilyn. you know Marilyn was um you know she was into the crowd she was into the glitter and she wanted to i mean i i live in a little town a little sleepy town in marin county called fairfax and joe had some friends there back in the 1950s and they lend him a uh, a real nice home just down the road from where I live and Joe moved Marilyn into that home there's a big story about it in in Fairfax where I live and they talk about it all the time and, and Marilyn Monroe just felt she felt like she was so isolated and cut off and she got depressed and within a couple yeah. of weeks she had to move out and they moved back into the city you know because that's was more action in the city and more things to do. I, I, yeah, I guess in San Francisco. Boy, I'm if I were her, I would have wanted to be in New York, not San Francisco. Well, Sammy, she was back then. she was kind of a West Coast girl. I think she okay. was. I believe she was raised in Southern California. Yeah, that's true. And it's interesting. Another interesting little um, relation that I have secondhand to Marilyn Monroe is my grandma. My wife's grandmother worked in a munitions factory as a young woman, and Marilyn Monroe was in that factory also working for the summer. And she was just eighteen or seventeen years old at the time. And this is in the mid, like right in the middle of the war. <laughs> she said it was really tough. There were some guys that were working in there also, and really tough because she was so stunningly beautiful, and all the women were just you know staring at her, and all the men were staring at her. And the poor thing, can you imagine having people stare at you all the time? I got and, and, that problem all the time, my well, friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, seriously, and and, and no. I mean, Norma Jean. It, yeah, I mean, Norma Jean Baker. They, and if you didn't, if you. <laughs> Even if you had a good feeling about who you were, I mean, how would you feel about that? Would it skew how your you know your perception of yourself? So I, not to get off on a tangent, but I think Joe DiMaggio made the uh, unenviable mistake of getting involved with a woman who just wasn't very uh, you know stable, and it was too bad. That's that. Uh, remember that song? If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, 
Never make a pretty woman your wife? No, never heard that one. Well, I, I, made, a pre- I, made, a, song, yeah. I made I made a pretty woman my wife 22 years ago, and we're still happy, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> and me too. I, yeah. I did too. They so there's, say, that, that's, that's not true. It's, it's that, just, if you want to be happy the rest of your life, um, get an ugly woman to marry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Then, they call it a two-bagger, right? Yeah. In case the first one breaks. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. All right. So talking a little baseball here. Um the Dodgers are kind of flailing yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Colorado. Eh. Uh, the National League West is not very good. I mean, the, the fact that the Giants. Well, anybody win it. Yeah. I, you know, the way the Giants are playing right now, they're, they're starting pitching and their all-star infield, which has probably the best shortstop in the National League, yeah. Brandon Crawford, and one of the best young second basemen in Joe Panic. Mm-hmm. Pretty good third baseman in, in Matt Duffy and a very underrated first baseman, not only uh, hitting but fielding in Brandon Belt. I just don't see anybody beating the Giants uh, in that division. Maybe the Dodgers will challenge them, but the Dodgers don't have enough pitching after Kershaw. And then the rest of the division, uh, Edward, is horrible. I mean, the Giants beat the San Diego Padres eight times already. Yeah. They've beaten the Ro- – now, the Rockies – had some they had some trouble with the Rockies, but the Rockies are not very good. Story, Arizona's story not very good. can't carry the whole thing. Uh, no, you know? no, you know. And yeah. again, I, I think the teams to watch are Chicago, yeah, yeah. St. Louis, Washington, the Mets, and the Giants. Actually, it's both Chicago teams. Well, I'm in the National yeah, League, in the American League, yeah, yeah, definitely. The White Sox have been the big surprise this year, and I, I don't think anybody could see that. It's really interesting. The two best pitchers in baseball right now pitch for Chicago: the left-hander in the South Side, yeah. Chris Sale; the the right-hander in the North Side, Jake yeah, Arrieta. Yeah. I think yeah. the only people who are not going to root for the Cubs are uh, Mets and uh, White Pittsburgh Sox. and White fans. Sox fans. If well, you that's go, true. If you that's go to true, Chicago, yeah. I was surprised yeah. they never. You know, they play each other in interleague games, but it's it's like it's one they the hate each other. And why? You know, I mean, it's like well, when the I South when, Side with Chicago I, White Sox. Yeah, you know, and, but I still. I mean, when I when I uh, hear Giants and A's fans. Yeah, complain I'd, about each other. I always say, why? You're well, not in the I, same division. You yeah. hardly ever play each other, only, you know, four times a year. Why do you hate them? I think it's just jealousy sometimes. Well, I, and it's, it's, not, is it the, it's not the players, right? It's, no, it's the fans. It's, it's the fans. It's the, the fans. The fan, yeah. Oh, the players don't care. You know, the players could care less. It's the same thing with, you know, Raiders and 49ers. It's oh, like, yeah. it's like I, I don't get it. You're supposed well, to be a Bay Area. In yeah. fact, I mean, I, it's funny because I'll root for a California team if it's in, let's say, the World Series. Uh, I mean... I, it's funny. I, I will not root. I will never root for a team from Southern California, <laughs> ever. Well, I'm still upset of the 2002 World Series. Oh yeah, that well, you know, But if you're a, if you're somebody listening to this show in the New York area, you're probably looking at us or listening and kind of cocking your head and going, "What are you talking about?" Because New York fans, you either love the Giants or you love the Jets. You don't love both. You either love the Yankees or you love the Mets, but you don't love both. But, but, I, they, but don't, they don't have as much hate. Like if you're a Mets fan, do you? Are, well, Mets oh yeah, fans Mets fans do not like Yankee Yankees, fans. But I don't and, know if it's back. But, no, but Yankee fans are kind of like you know have always been sort of up on their high horse. Yeah. Well, we don't hate. We don't have to hate. We're exactly. so much better than yeah, you are. That's right. Yeah. But they're not. They're not very good. Actually, they they've played pretty well this year. But I don't know how long that's going to last. And, and does Kansas City and St. Louis have that issue? No. No, not, not really. really. Not really. No. Except for the 85 the, World Series. Yeah, but, except for the 85 World Series and Joaquin Andohar going crazy and getting kicked out of that game. Uh, yeah, oh, that's Ka- right. Kansas that's City, right. that's a – they're an intriguing story. They're starting to play better ball now. So, um, you know, but I, I'd say the National League is a little easier to figure out. The Dodgers will make a move and they'll they'll challenge, but it's the jo- Dodgers, Giants, Cubs, Cardinals, Mets, and, uh, and Washington. you got two teams in each division. American <laughs> League, I don't know if it's quite so cut and dry. Seattle is leading the American League West, and I, I'm surprised. Where, where in the heck did they come from? Yeah. 
You know, they got a couple of good players, but that's about it. And maybe it's just a bad division also. Maybe it's a bad division. Maybe they're just off to a freakish year. The thing that cracks me up the most is the Texas Rangers, who built this beautiful new stadium in 1994, now want to build an indoor stadium where one with a retractable roof because it's too hot. They didn't figure that out 22 years ago, that it was too hot? Why did they build it then? Well, let's see. The Houston Colt 45s changed to the A Astrodome for the Astros. And And then they moved outside. (laughs) <laughs> and they played out. And I guess they don't have a dome. I don't think that. Well, they used it once they got yeah. rid of the Astrodome. Yeah. But they. I but think I mean, now that they're they built it because it gets hot in Texas. Yeah. Oh, no question. I, w- I went to a couple of games down there so with the I, Giants, and it it is that was a bizarre kind of a, a atmosphere to say the least. Very strange. It, it was fun. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I, it because it was the, it was the first dome yeah. stadium. But it was just strange. I remember the thing I liked about it most is the Giants swept the Astros. It was in 1993 when the Giants won 103 games, and they hit nine home runs in the series and just beat bumps on them and Houston was a pretty good team that year. Houston was Houston the, had won the uh Houston had uh, won a, a title uh a National League West title a few years before. So they were pretty good. Yeah, they weren't um, a bad yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But was the Astrodome a good hitters park? I actually no, it was I, not. I the ball it was so. kind of a dead it was kind yeah. of a, a pitcher's park. But at that that particular weekend, boy that. it sure was. I, I I think the Giants hit nine home runs in that series and Will Clark hit about three of them. <laughs> So, Will, Clark, Will Clark loved hitting. He hit his first ever major league don't, home don't run. Don't tell me off of Nolan Ryan. That's right. First pitch. First, 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 first pitch. At, well, yep. that wasn't the first pitch, but it was the first at bat. Oh, I thought it was the first no, pitch. He, he, the first pitch Nolan threw was a strike. He threw a curveball. Which, you know, Nolan Ryan throwing a curveball. And Will Clark, there's a great shot of him stepping out of the batter's box. And here's this, you know, 22-year-old cocky kid. He's kind of laughing. He's going, what is he doing throwing me a curveball? So he said, I bet she's going to throw me a fastball. And sure enough, he sat on that fastball and he hit it over the center field fence, which is about a 420-foot shot. You know, it's just amazing. It's like one thing to know that a pitch is coming in. You know a guy can throw 100 miles an hour, but you still have to hit it. Yeah, you still have to hit it. (laughs) Not easy, especially if it's from Nolan Ryan. Has it got some movement on it? Yeah, has it got, you know... I mean, if you're a 22-year-old kid, you're facing a, a future Hall of Famer, what a way to break in. And Will oh. Clark is not going to the Hall of Fame, but that's yeah. a Hall of Fame moment. Yeah. I wonder why Nolan would throw him a, a curveball. To, to I, a I, think, I think Will said afterwards, he asked him about that, and he said uh, Nolan realizing that Will was this highly touted rookie and was probably going to expect a fastball and probably gotcha. swing at it, he thought he'd cross him up a little bit. And, he, and, and Will wasn't fooled. He thought, okay. If that's what he's going to do. I think the next pitch is going to be a fastball. I mean, I, I, it was. Yeah, seriously, because I would have sat on a fastball. Oh, myself. yeah, yeah. All right. Um, what do we got here? Did we Did we ask? We already asked our last trivia question, didn't we? You did. Wow. We got you, wanna, you want me to come up with one off the top of my head? Sure. Because okay. I, don't, I don't know why uh, I've got uh, – okay. how, how did this work? Okay, here's the, here's the question. I got it right here. And, and, and I'll, I'll give you the uh, a hint. Rick Barry actually – Answered the he didn't answer the question, but he gave the answer during our interview. How many teams in the NBA playoffs have come back from three one deficits to win? How many teams? The Warriors are one of those teams that are facing those long odds. It's, I think there's 232 teams that have faced a three one deficit, and only a few teams have been able to come back. How many? That's the question. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. I got to make sure that we got enough minutes here. <laughs> I got to make sure that I did this correct on the uh, on the clock, or else okay. we're we're going to be messed up. Oh well, okay. you have to figure it out. I'm, you're you're the you're the producer engineer. I'm just the. There you go. You know, I got to do two yeah. things at once I'm here. But you slot. know, hey, having Rick Barry on that yeah, was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. it's amazing how many uh, uh, ventures he's he's yeah he's into. he's always had a lot of things going. A lot of a lot of uh, irons in the fire. He said, he said he was missing a few zeros, though, from the paycheck. Yeah. Well, you think about it. I mean, they made good money in those days, better than average money than most people made. But still, Rick, at the height of his 
Powers, you know, in the mid seventies was probably making you know three hundred thousand a year, which was great money back in then. But still, compared to today, it's a pittance. So you know, a lot of those players that he played with uh, did not do well financially. They they invested their money poorly. They spent their money, and you know, I'm not saying most of them are doing poorly. I think most of them are probably doing pretty well. But it would be it would have been easy to fritter that money away if you live the kind of fast paced lifestyle that a lot of these athletes did. And Rick, because I think the fact he had four boys to raise. To, to help raise that, that probably was something that kept him focused. Now he had the four boys. Then well, he got they, divorced. Then he got divorced. He was married a second time. Had no kids with his second wife, and then his third wife. He's been married to for about twenty years. Oh wow! Yeah, they've been together. His first wife was his college sweetheart, and you know, it was just a couple of kids getting married at nineteen or twenty. So but, those but things he still had four kids with her. They did, and they, they stuck together for a while. But I mean, it's you know, it's always tough when you marry really young because you change. Yeah. Yep. When you're in your 40s, which Rick was when he met his last wife, actually it was late late 40s, I think you're pretty much what you see is what you get. So Wow, so he's... A, a, Rick is a, 72 now. He's 72. Hard and, to believe. And, and his kid just got graduated from college. Yeah, right? well, yeah, that's right. He's, he's actually finishing up at college. Finishing wow. up, yeah, 22. Not bad. Yeah. All right, stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. When we come back, we're going to have some closing comments. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. 
you do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Now, Bruce, you asked a trivia question. I did. The, the question was, how many NBA teams have come back from a th- three games to one deficit in the playoffs? It could be in the first round, second round, or championship I'll say series. nine. Very good. Oh. That's exactly how many. Could that be because Rick mentioned that? That's because, yeah, but some people might not have gotten it. And here's the deal. If the Warriors do it, as we speak, they may have been eliminated. I mean, as we speak, when we're recording this, they were down 3-1. to one, But when the show airs, they still may be alive. They may have been eliminated. If they do somehow pull it off, they would be the 10th team, which should be quite an accomplishment. And I think, in some respects, Edward, it would be probably as big a story for them to do that as winning 73 games because, you know, no one expected them to be in this position, and then probably no one expected them to come back from 3-1 down. So well, it kind of reminds me of the Giants in 2012, I think it was, where they just— Oh, they were down 2 down, nothing twice. Down, twice. Yeah. <laughs> they were down 2 nothing to the Reds in the Reds, first yeah. round. They had to win St. three in, in Cincinnati. They yeah. were down 3-1 to one to St. Louis in the championships. They won game five there. Barry Zito pitched a great game, yep. and then they blew them out in the last two games here. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah, it happens. Very cool. It happens. All right, so we've got some closing uh, uh, thoughts for the day here. Muhammad Ali said, service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on Earth. I like that. I thought that's Service to others is the rent you pay here on Earth. I like that. Yeah. I may, I may use that. <laughs> I like yeah. what Bear Bryant said here, too. Once was asked to contribute $10 to help pay for a sports writer's funeral. And according to legend, he said, here's here's a 20, Barry 2. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. I guess Bear Bryant didn't like those sports yeah. writers. I would think that in Alabama, everybody was probably you know in his back pocket, though. One you would know. think so. Yeah, small yeah. college football back in the, not small college, but college football yeah. in the rural area back in those days. You know, the guys who covered the college football scene usually are, in those days were pretty much, uh, you know, the, the coach's buddies. And where did they get Crimson Tide from? What's where I, they that, from? that is a good question. I have no idea. I, I guess we'll have it's to a great that. name, though, isn't it? It is. I mean, who else is the Crimson Tide? Nobody. And it's not a, a bad enough uh, name like Redskins or anything. Anyone yeah. could be uh, well. It could be anything. Upset. It could be you know. It could be the tide coming in and it's red, or it could be uh, you know. I don't know. Or like you know, they, what are they? The storm. Remember, you know. I like or, that. Or, yeah, the red, the red, red storm. Red storm. Yeah. Yeah. Like Syracuse. All right. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and giving away more free vacations for answering like trivia those questions. Free vacations. Thank you. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.